Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. In Singapore, discussing our salary information will, is considered taboo, and in fact, in many contracts, it is confidential. It yes. will say so on the contract itself. Now, some of us will cite fear of colleagues becoming jealous if we have higher pay or being disgruntled when we don't make as much as our peers do. I just don't want to be judged based on how much money I'm making. <laughs> Usually people only ask because they might want to know the market rate for a particular job mm-hmm. and not everything is available on Glassdoor these days or any other platform. So they might ask people in niche industries especially. They might ask their peers in another company, how much are you getting paid for this type of job just so that they can go into their own salary negotiations more informed. Interestingly, though, young millennials and Gen Zs in the US are shaking things up at the workplace when it comes to salary transparency. According to a survey by Bankrate, 42% of Gen Z workers ages 18 to 25 and 40% of millennial employees ages 26 to 41 have shared their salary information with a colleague or a professional contact. Younger workers certainly aren't keeping their salaries a secret anymore. Is that a good or bad thing? We're talking today with Alina Salakova, Regional Director of STEM Specialist Recruiters S3. Hi, Alina. Hi, guys. Happy to be here. So, Alina, more people in the U.S. are talking about their salaries more openly. But what about in Singapore? What's your experience in this part of the world been? Yeah, sure. Uh, great question. First of all, uh, there are a lot of trends right, coming from the U.S. Uh, to APAC, and we see that from different parts of the talent management. And salary piece is one of them. Uh, we see more often nowadays that uh, Gen Z, as you fairly mentioned, uh, very open to share the information about their salaries, and they actually use that as the part of the negotiation uh, when they start their career. Uh, we also see that happening in millennial uh, population uh, of our workforce, uh, less than in Gen Z. And the reason being, based at least on our research, it's the whole mentality piece uh, of the Gen Z population of the workforce. They're kind of all for transparency and for um, uh, integrity. They really pitch that from that angle, uh, and they believe that having this fair and square approach towards the salaries would actually uh, benefit the entire uh, workforce environment uh, out there. But does it really help, though, in being transparent, uh, Alina? <laughs> Is it, does it help in closing the gender gap? Does it help in your negotiation? In my point as an employer, yes, it's true you're all doing the same job, but you're all coming from different backgrounds, bringing in different experiences. Therefore, I'm compensating the ones with more relevant experience than the ones who perhaps are just starting out. And you're absolutely right saying what you're saying from the employer's point of view. And again, being a director, I completely understand and uh, that resonates with me. But what we need to be mindful of that uh, the workforce within uh, Gen Z is a growing population, right? Mm -hmm. And already tomorrow, that's going to be the majority of our workforce. That's why us as the uh, employers, we also need to be mindful how we deal with them. We can't change what we can't change and we can't impact what we can't impact, but we need to assure that we find the right balance between what they expect from us and what we can propose to them. I believe what works really well nowadays uh, is uh, the normal salary gradings or bendings uh, where there are clarity for the employees in the business uh, what the band stands for, mm-hmm. and they know that within the band, let's say you have this band, I don't know, from five to six k monthly salary, and that difference actually um, uh, is uh, based on the 
experience, the skill set they're bringing, the maturity, the tenure, uh, the competences, which the hard competences, like the hard skills, but also the soft uh, skills, which even more critical nowadays. Exactly. Mm. So you have to explain the pay scales then, the rationale behind <laughs> the pay scales, don't you? In a way, yes. Uh, in a way, we have to do so. Uh, in a way, we need to explain uh, what it's based uh, uh, off uh, and uh, what at least in S3 we see uh, working well so far, as well as among our STEM customers, uh, where there is a pure transparent link, mm. either it's the performance review, uh, either it's the years of experience, uh, either it's the uh, competency assessment, then at least you can justify that properly. Yeah. But again, it doesn't address the other issue about the, the gender diversity or uh, ethnicity diversity, right? Because I believe uh, that's the huge difference why the whole trend started in the U.S. Uh, for this uh, transparency about the salary piece. Maybe it's to prevent it's companies so- from being biased based Correct. on gender or race, right? So in a way, Absolutely. it does work. It keeps companies honest. And you, again, you're right, uh, because that's the core root for uh, for why uh, in the U.S. it's all started, right? I mean, they, they really try to address the bias uh, problem that... Uh, Women, the majority of women were underpaid, the people of color were underpaid, and they really try to kind of address that and make it fair and square. When uh, sometimes when we look in other parts of the world, and actually Singapore would not be uh, the exception, we, we take that as the, oh, it's a nice trend to have, let's just use that. But we actually don't address the, the, the initial problem, uh, and it, it gets to the point where it's kind of bubble of the conversation mm-hmm. versus the, the solution uh, for the problem. Speaking to Alina Salakova, Regional Director of STEM Specialist Recruiters, S3, about salary transparency. Alina, millennial generation is the largest within the workforce. The Gen Zs will be the next one as well. They are found to be more vocal when it comes to their expectations as well at the workplace. So what should employers and business owners take note of when we are looking for to hire this generation? Uh, great question. Again, uh, first of all, we need to be mindful that they are more vocal, right? We need to be mindful of uh, how we build the communication with them. Uh, we need to be mindful about the channels we are using. We need to be mindful about uh, how they consume the information. Because mm-hmm. it's completely different uh, to the, the previous generation of the workforce. Uh, you know what I noticed? I, I, I've been in the recruitment industry now for 20-plus uh, years. And uh, the way people used to work in our industry 20 years ago and the way they work now, it's like a completely different uh, way of thinking. The way they multitask, the way they... The, the fast pace of everything they do is so different mm-hmm. and... Uh, even when it comes to the uh, normal communication between uh, them and the customer, before it was like a proper face-to-face meeting or the phone call, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, uh, the placement's being done through WhatsApp, and everyone is fine with that because uh, uh, that's the way they can actually kind of be faster in the way they, they uh, execute on their tasks. But also what is important and maybe what's the difference the employers need to be mindful is um, how uh, any changes are being um, uh, communicated within the organization. Let's say tomorrow, let's hypothetically imagine everyone in Singapore decides that uh, we're going to make uh, the information about the salaries public, right? Mm. Which is, again, interesting journey to go through. But what we need to be very um, mindful is how we do so, how we communicate that. Uh, what are the benefits for their employees? Uh, what they get out of that? Uh, why it's good for them? It's always about, again, what is there for them versus what is there for the company. Mm-hmm. Because if they want to keep that workforce uh, and they want to make that uh, uh, 
the most efficient way uh, for them uh, at the end, uh, they, they need to address that. Based on your assessment of the Singapore employment landscape, some might say, okay, since people are talking about it amongst themselves in the US, yeah, maybe pay transparency should be enshrined in companies' corporate practices. But based on what's happening here in Singapore, what do you think? Should pay transparency be enshrined in corporate practices? I would say we still need to do that in our own way, right? Because, again, at the end of the day, Singapore is not the U.S. Uh, mm, and yeah. the, the way we, we treat our employees here is different and uh, the, the whole uh, cultural aspect is, is very different as well. Mm. But I can say I used to work uh, in the U.S. myself. Uh, and uh, when I came to Singapore, the, the big eye-opener for me was that companies, for example, request the, uh, the pay slips from uh, the, yes. um, the, the candidates, right? Yeah. I not like, everybody why? is happy about this. Which though. is the most confidential. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of us are yeah. not happy about that, actually. <laughs> and honestly, in that angle, I would completely agree with you because mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, why Why do you do so? I mean, uh, it, it's not something you actually like... Uh, um, that, that, that first of all put really an uncomfortable position any candidate. Uh, second, you don't give the chance the candidate to be assessed through the competencies and the skill set. You actually assess by the pay uh, he or she is getting now, which mm. is unfair uh, from my point of view. Uh, I actually was a very big fan of uh, some changes uh, Ministry of Manpower implemented a couple of years ago when they said that it's not required. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't think... Uh, but companies whatever, are still uh, doing it. Still doing that. That's yeah. the problem, right? We have uh, the uh, we have something what the ministries require us to do, and actually we have the reality. What I uh, try to uh, explain to my consultants when they deal with the customer is at least constantly reminding them that it's not required by the government. Mm. Uh, it's kind of building that awareness and helping with the education piece. Uh, also, our candidates, and actually, again, Gen Zs or millennials, they are very, very well aware about their rights. That's why I think it's going to change uh, the whole um, uh, the whole setup, but it's going to take some time. Here's the thing, Alina. You said earlier that in the U.S., pay transparency became a very big issue because they wanted to address biases at the workplace, right? Gender biases, racial Correct. biases, and so on. Has it worked, do you think, to do that in the U.S.? I think they're still going through the journey, if you ask me. I think right. what uh, worked well for them, for sure, uh, is uh, the, the grading system. Uh, it was also very interesting um, uh, learning for me that all the directors, more or less, uh, among, let's say, the same industry, uh, the salary bands would be more or less the same, uh, with no difference of, of the company. Same for vice president, senior vice president. That's why companies, in a way, didn't need to ask candidates how much they were uh, drawing before because it was kind of clear for them uh, what the ballpark of numbers they are talking. Uh, but uh, it's good for the, um, for the majority of, of the staff, but uh, it, it didn't help to address the bias approach. I, I, I think they are going through the journey. Uh, they will definitely get there, uh, but maybe we are talking again five years time. Mm, the thing is, those biases exist even in Singapore and I think in many other countries as well. And some surveys show that companies that practice salary transparency are actually more attractive to candidates. So as a corporate entity, you might want to think about that one. Many thanks, of course, to our guest today, Elena Salakova, Regional Director of STEM Specialist Recruiters, S3. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm nine. 3.sg or download our audio app that's a w e d i o available on google play or the app store